podcast with one of my favorite influencers in the world. Oh, thank you. Kiara Kasragi Brody. And she is one of the first and primary uh, influencers we've worked with. We've had so many amazing YouTube videos we've done. But this mm -hmm. morning, if you guys could have seen the bloopers before we started, yes, we're a little late today. <laughs> But I don't know about y'all, but I have like 10 emails. Kiara has yeah, 10 emails. So and I, I, we couldn't even figure this stuff out. You can't even make this up. But all I can say is we are keeping it real. And so yeah. every week we come to you from this amazing RFC studios with our buddy Adam Andrus. And he uh, pushes <laughs> this out. So if you're not catching it live on Facebook today, you can also catch it on YouTube, iTunes, SoundCloud, I can't even name all the technologies, and our uh, website, The Vintage Contessa. But let's quit just jibber-jabbing and get to the point. Kiara is such a fascinating influencer. And what I've found when I've dug deeper into really meeting these women is they're so accomplished. And this idea of, oh, Bobby Blogger, they're very intelligent, amazing, accomplished women. And my most admired trait of Kiara is she is an incredible dancer and had such discipline in learning the art of dance and was so committed to it. So tell us, because commitment's a big part of living an authentic life. Tell us about that yeah, journey definitely. of commitment to dance. Oh my gosh. Uh. It's a long, it's like, how long is the podcast? <laughs> um, uh, wow, I've danced, I started dancing when I was six and I was just in love with ballet since I was three. Um, there was like, no one could tell me anything about any other career choice. So I really didn't even have in my mind that there was another option or another. So I was just really in love with the theater ballet specifically and then theater in general because I did love musical theater and singing and just like all the arts like huge um you know just really in love with all of the arts and and my parents are actual visual artists that's where they're trained in from uh, Politecnico di Milano so we just really I really grew up with an appreciation for the arts in general and um and yeah I, I would really say like I started at six with the national ballet um National Ballet of Canada, the junior division, and then went to Cardinal Carter Academy for the Arts, continued ballet training with studios, um, had met, just had the best teachers, the best training. Um, and what's so great about ballet, what I found at a very young age, was that you, because of the teachers, they're coming from around the world. I Sorry, I grew up in Canada, in Toronto, Canada. So my teachers came from around the world. A lot of them from Russia. They were, you know, defective from Russia, like the best dancers. And I was so lucky to not only get this great training from, you know, top, top class, uh, world-class teachers, but also just even have that cultural experience of people from different countries at such a young age. And not everybody gets exposed to that right away. And it's like really um, something I reflect back on now. And I realize how important that was to like my development as well. And yeah, the dedication, it was just something that like you don't even think about. I would say no to parties. I would say no to like a lot of social events that people that I really wanted to go to, obviously, let's say in high school and even in college, but and I was dancing also in college. 
but it's just so much more important than anything else that like that a party. So that was like the weird thing that like to always, or like it takes a special kind of person in that. And I don't say special as in like, oh, so elevated. I say like, like a different kind of thinking person maybe to really say like, I'm not gonna go to this like party on Friday. I'm going to my ballet class and then I have my class on Saturday morning. Then I have rehearsal for the show or an audition. I'm gonna drive three hours to an audition, which my family, like which we've done (laughs) and we've driven further for auditions for the American Ballet Theater. Done a lot of summer programs with ABT. And yeah, that dedication is just something that I think when you're passionate about something, you don't even really question it. Well, I understand. <laughs> uh, no, it's there's so many questions I have off of that. Yeah, and my brain's exploding. But I took sorry, dance. Mine too. I'm like this um, so much. <laughs> I so much. I took dance also, but I did it as an outlet with friends, and I did yeah. not miss a party. <laughs> so yeah. that was my perspective, which is like the normal thing to <laughs> the do. Normal American girl. So the other yeah. thing is, you are so multicultural. You're family is so international one of my favorite stories is when we met and you were taking a trip to Europe with your parents and you had to fit everything in a suitcase because yeah as much as we like uh, so much of life just a suitcase my dad was like we're getting this specific (laughs) car everyone gets one carry-on and I was like a (laughs) carry-on what (laughs) like for I don't know two weeks and two weeks between Vienna and I'm trying to remember, it was supposed to be Vienna, um, and then another part of the trip got canceled that I'm trying to remember. And then you didn't even have a car. That I remember and in that. Italy. Yeah, that was the because point. Like we're renting a car for this one portion, and you, everyone gets a carry on for that. I'm just like that sounds wild. Like I don't know. But <laughs> have I've... you not known me for the past 20, 30 years? Yes. Like, <laughs> well, that's so funny because when. We go to Europe. I schlep so many bags, and I'm saying I schlep it because Rob is an amazing man, but he will not carry my bags. <laughs> I think it's his punishment to be for packing too much. But I believe that dance really influenced your style because I could see, too, in so yeah, many of your posts, um, I'm so inspired by amazing dancers, and we've been so blessed to meet some of the most incredible dancers through the Vale Dance Festival uh, oh, yeah, Tyler Peck, Unity Phelan, Lauren Levitt, like some of the, and actually talked to them. And it is such a discipline. And that was the thing that Rob was really surprised about. And I even, I can talk about him now because he's not here. Um, he <laughs> yeah. would even get tears in his eyes watching these dancers and appreciate the athletic ability. And that's what I found with so many people living this really authentic life is they have a commitment in their soul to something bigger than themselves or bigger than just what brings them happiness at the moment. And I feel like we've all been so retrospective during this time of COVID with more time, more time Mm -hmm. to consider our life's journey. And 
it's been interesting to see that people with success are willing to make huge sacrifices. And sometimes people just look at you and go, oh, she has it all. She's beautiful. She's happily married. She, But you've sacrificed so much to get here. And when I found out you didn't have a team of photographers following you, <laughs> and you yourself has this halo light stationing it. Which is like right <laughs> over there, by the way. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So how did you explain? as this influencer it it wasn't overnight it was something you really no, I mean, and you came from a, a fashion time. editorial background and working with a magazine and working in fashion in LA tell us about that side of your journey yeah so as I um transitioned out of ballet which actually I moved to Houston it was just such like a it's like a lot of um not flip-flop but there's like just a lot of I, I kind of stopped dancing an injury was doing more musical theater did some regional theater in Florida where I am right now actually and then I met my husband we fell madly in love we're still in love and then I moved to Houston because that's where he was working and I was you know I was dancing I was like oh Houston's a big city like I could um, maybe audition there or see like what the dance community is like there and then while that was going on I was had a very amateur blog it was kind of when um even um I'm trying to think before even Kara Ferrani was like so huge and I was following her and I was like I like what these people are doing like I wish I could do something like that 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 would be so interesting and also sorry um, my story is all over the place I also majored in college in speech communication and media and I was always very interested in speech communication and media because I just really liked communicating and it was just something I thought um you know, eventually writing or some form of writing could be interesting for me, even if it's like a dance critic or that was, you know, a potential job, you know, way in the future. Teaching was just never, I never felt like teaching was my calling in ballet. So then I moved to Houston. I was so lucky to find Dominic Walsh Dance Theater and take classes with him. I'm sure you're familiar with yes, him. He's like yes. super well known. And I danced with his company a few times with the Houston Grand Opera and then at the Miller Outdoor Theater. And I just met like, you know, they're wonderful. He's such a, I, I learned so much. Like you just continue learning. Mm -hmm. So while I was going on, I was also still, I had like the communication thing going, like I was kind of writing for fun for some fashion blogs and fashion um, news, um, like news or like magazines that were all online. And just kind of like continuing that as well and starting to think, you know, I want to, I want to blog, but I don't know if I can really turn it into a career where someone's going to pay me for this stuff. I mean, maybe we'll see, like I, I don't know, some, you just, you question yourself, obviously. I question myself a lot. I think it's because of ballet. It just kind of forces you to look at yourself in the mirror every day and like pick yourself apart. And so sometimes that can also be, you know, that can happen to you just like in any sort of next career you want to do. You start like picking everything apart and saying like, okay, but how can you do this? And the balance is the hard part. Yeah, the balance, exactly. But I just like with ballet and with everything else, I just think like if you're passionate about something and you can go forward doing it and that's like what you want to do. No one could really tell me like, no, I don't think blogging or taking these photos is like a good idea. Like you should just go, you know, somewhere else or go a different path. Like even if someone had told me that, like I probably wouldn't have, I wouldn't have listened to them and I just would have <laughs> done what I wanted to do and give it a try because I would have regretted not trying. 
And that's, so I started my blog, you know, tried to network with photographers, find people that could shoot or that I could do, you know, work with. Because when I started, like, if you didn't have professional photography, even yes. with certain, um, like rewards, uh, like to know it, there were certain res- like requirements to, um, to be accepted into these programs where you could like maybe make commission or get campaigns. And they were like, you have to have professional photography, like majority of the time you have to all these things. So I, that was definitely finding that. And so anyways, so started my amateur blog in Houston and started networking, going to events. Cause like the blogger thing was like so new and mm-hmm. brands were starting to get excited and having like parties and little events and stuff. And the community is so great in Houston, you know. And then I also interned for, interned for like a summer at, at a, like, this guy's awesome. He had a heavy metal magazine called HM Magazine in Mm -hmm. Houston. And I learned like so much about like the social media posting and how to post to Facebook and how, you know, to do. And this was before Instagram was even really like Mm -hmm. big yet in the way it is now. So I had this like heavy metal magazine internship. I interviewed some heavy metal artists, like went to the Vans warp Tour and interviewed people. <laughs> I mean, I'm not like the most versed heavy metal like <laughs> the listener, but I had to do research on people and, you know, it's just wanting to know their story and tell their story. So I, it was like a big challenge and I like would listen to their music and listen, like research the bands and do the job. So that was like so fun. It was such a great learning experience. And yes, and then, oh my gosh, sorry, there's so much. And so while I was doing that, then my blog also started to up a lot more. I started to get like brand collaborations, small ones here and there. Like it wasn't like a well-oiled machine yet. And that's when I um, started working with La Palme magazine, which mm-hmm. was like just such an incredible opportunity. It was something that um, the dear friend of mine uh, that I was working with at the time, Derek Warburton, and he um, he basically acquired half of the magazine and they were like going to a partnership together, him and Kevin La Palme, who's like the artistic, uh, the owner, artistic director. Uh, I keep saying artistic director because of ballet. Ballet, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I say like creative director. Um, and he's the editor, like editor at large. Anyways, uh, yeah, I don't know why ballet terminology just always penetrates my mind. And yeah, so it was just this opportunity because I was working so much online and at, with my blog, they saw my work, they saw like what I did with HM Magazine and they were like, can you do like, you know, can you do this? Is this something you can take on? And I was like, absolutely. Like, I've got this, like, don't even worry. And I, then I like go and I, of course I knew what I was doing, but then like you go in and put even like more work then it's like, you just say yes to great opportunities and then you like meet them, you know? So that's kind of, it causes you to rise. Exactly. Exactly. And then just like from there, I was going to, you know, fashion weeks, covering fashion weeks, doing photo shoots. I've been on a photo shoot where Olivia Culpo, we were styling her for, and Derek was styling her and I was helping for the, um, for our fall cover 20, I want to say 2018, but I have to check on that and Jerry O'Connell as well. And then we'd have launch parties in LA and it was just like an incredible, you know, dream life kind of thing. Like I was like, wow, this is 
insane that this is happening to me, you know? And it's really about like making things happen. Yeah. And I'm trying to think of anything else that I'm Well, missing. I think when people meet you, they feel <laughs> this aura of peace and excitement and joy. Mm. And yeah. I can yeah, say Yeah, I get excited. <laughs> you do. And people, especially now, want that... Um, they want to turn to things online on Instagram that inspire them. They're looking for creative outlets. And mm -hmm. I am so amazed at how beautiful you can make a simple shift dress, but you have to stand up and show us your amazing oh, shirt yeah. dress by the Houston yeah. designer. Tell us who she is. Yeah. Oh my gosh. This is my dear friend. Oh, sorry, I have to move the chair. Yeah, I Actually, the chair's in the people. way. It is. Okay. So this is my friend's design. She has a line here, a brand. It's called Christy Lynn Collections. And you can find it on Instagram, Christy Lynn Collections. This is just such a cute shirt dress. I love it. It's one of my favorite dresses. It's just so chic. And I love so the, like, chic. structured sleeves. But then I'm trying to see if you can see the hem. Oh, It's, like, such a cute hemline. I just think the hemline is, like, a great length, you know? Yeah. It's very so, young. Well, yeah. and, and I, she's in Houston, so I wanted to supporting you know, local. You have always local done so yeah. well supporting local. I mean, you have been such a great um, help you. to our business to share okay. with um, yeah. so many people and through collaboration. And you were always saying, "What can I do for you?" As opposed to, "What's in it for me." And I think that's yeah. what made me want to work with you even more is like, I want to give her more because she's not asking oh, for a so... lot. And yeah. um, I've noticed that we've all kind of gotten, I mean, today I have jeans on. I am a dress girl, but I have jeans yeah. on with a jacket. I think COVID has changed our style. <laughs> so let's talk about fall style. Oh, yeah. It's not like I've been doing research on what. Uh, Moda Operandi is saying, uh, Bazaar, Harper's Bazaar, different things. And it's mm. interesting. I know there's some flashback to the 80s. I definitely see that. But a big mm -hmm. other part of it is comfort, like wearing things that are truly comfortable to be at home, to just feel yeah. stylish. Can you tell us some of the things that you've been more drawn to for your fall shopping? Or do you even shop that way anymore? Um. Well, the beginning of COVID, it was just all about the cozy, like cute, you know, knit pants or knit sweater yes. or top. Um, and that's like all people really wanted to see, like what could be comfortable at home. Um, almost like really elevated pajamas that you could feel okay wearing all day. And, and I love matching sets. And then, of course, people, you know, having to do the Zoom meetings, they have the blouse on top or the business on the top and then like comfort on the bottom um, outfits going. And yeah, COVID was such a challenge for sure. Kind of balancing the, even when it just comes to creating content and showing people things. I'm at home and like someone just came knocking on our door. <laughs> <laughs> oh, or the dogs start barking. Like, when, when we <laughs> interviewed Sarah Adam so. Hafez, we were in Colorado and the yard people came to do the, the lawn and the dogs are barking and the mowers <laughs> are going. This is just live. Actually, the lawn people left right before this started. So they're just like blowing. Anyways, um, <laughs> yes. right. So it was definitely a challenge to try and show people 
you know, because to me, social media is going to be an escape and maybe mm-hmm. some shopping, you know, well, hopefully, but <laughs> it, it's like an escape. It's something you want to show beauty. And that's kind of like what my um, whole idea with my Instagram is. It's like more, a little bit more curated um, and just like real attention to the photos, the photography, like even if it's on an iPhone, it's still going to be like a little bit more um, curated than like a really quick, like in the moment which some people are doing amazing jobs with just like in the moment. I don't know. Anyways, it's a whole other like discussion, but really balancing that, um, showing people, giving people an escape kind of, but then also not kind of not being insensitive, if that makes any sense. You know, yes. You don't Cause wanna, I think we have to, it was mention... like such a sensitive time yes. and it is still that, you know, and there were times when like, there was a lot of like backlash against, you know, I saw at least on a lot of influencers. It's like, if they would step outside, like they, their followers were like, I'm really, you know, disappointed in you and all this stuff. And at the same time, like we're all, you know, some people are really insensitive and not aware of their surroundings and sometimes message. It just depends on the message, excuse me, the messaging. And some messages are like maybe not received or people aren't communicating it properly, but like we're all like real people too. And we're just, everyone's kind of trying to figure stuff out as they go as well. And I think that's a hard part of social oh, media. Can you hear me? I think that's the hardest yeah. part of social yes, media no. is the judgment side of it. And I've been researching a lot yeah. connection because I feel like that was what was missed the most during COVID was connection. And I believe true connection is when you feel seen and heard without judgment. And I think that's the hard part of social media is that there's so much judgment with it. It's Mm -hmm. that, um, and having a a daughter, Bella, who you've met multiple times, and the way that she looks at herself or how she feels about herself is so based upon this comparative analysis to what other people look like. Like you say, with the halo light, with the filter, with it. I'm like, we can go into some darker lighting and show you what it looks like. I know. So it it is about um, balancing all of that and... Uh, but I do love that um, we mentioned this this morning when um, that we all as influencers took a day and said, OK, we're not going to post anything today to support Black Lives Matter. And right, exactly. they were um, I've, I've loved to see um, all of the shout outs to Ruth Boehner Ginsburg. And I've certainly um, no matter what side of the aisle you're on, you can look at her and say she did amazing things for women to mm-hmm. empower us as women and give us rights. And I think that that's the important thing, too, is that we're all trying to be we want to be an outlet, but we also want to be aware of what's happening socially yeah. around us. Yeah, I think um, I'm trying to remember who I remember who said this about just how everyone has to like have a little bit more grace yeah you know and when they're receiving other people seeing other people's because you really don't know what's going on on the other side of the screen like sometimes you know posting and there's really specific to instagram and a blog and like mm-hmm. people judge like some readers judge people judge and people think like oh this is so perfect everybody's so like you just have the perfect not me but like maybe other people or i see somebody else and it's like oh she just has like perfect life but i don't know 
absolutely everything. And I'm also not entitled to know absolutely everything about this person just because they're sharing something that I like. Some influencers, that's like their thing that they want to share like every single detail and that works for them and they're comfortable with that. And I think that's totally great. And, you know, for some people are more private, but they still want to share, you know, creativity or other outlets. Some people just share like um, really artistic photography you know, like we're not entitled to anybody's life. And I think that we have to have like a little bit more grace when seeing these people. And then the same when you're putting out maybe your message to like, think about like, that's the number one thing as a like blogger influencer or whatever. Is that like you're, you know, you have to be aware of like, know your audience as well. Yes. It's like a comedian. You got to know your audience. (laughs) (laughs) Well, exactly. And comedians now it's, it was so okay to be politically incorrect for so long, and now yeah. they have to even be careful about. I so, know. Um, let's I talk love about- comedy. I love stand-up <laughs> comedy. So, well, you're funny. So let's talk <laughs> fashion. Okay, I've been. Oh reading yes, I know that- we were talking about fashion. Yeah. Before. Um. So I was reading that the oversized tote is in, and the cl- large clutch. But I'm not one to really focus on, okay, of course, I'm the handbag girl and I'm the jewelry yeah, girl. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but I I don't really feel as connected to what is the biggest trend at the time. I really try to do what works for me and try to find out our shoppers' personality. Are there yeah. certain things that everybody could try out there? Like, obviously, the big cable net sweaters don't work in Houston or Florida because <laughs> I know. it's not cold here. So can you talk a little bit about how trends fall into what you're doing or how they, how you embrace them without yeah. swallowing them up? <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And I think like we've definitely all fallen victim to like just like going all in on a trend or like maybe more than one for sure. Um, but uh, it's just funny that you say the cable nets because I've like just ordered like the cable net vest and I have one already. So I'm like, yeah, I'm going to wear this in Florida because I'm like so into it. But I think when it comes to a and trend has such a like not a great um, connotation now mm-hmm. because we think of it as being like quickly used, maybe like and then out. not necessarily cheap and discarded, but just kind of like, you know, discarded within the season. But at the same time, we want to be fashionable and mm-hmm. like technically a trend is supposed to be what is in fashion of the moment. So I guess we have to, I mean, I think as a shopper, it's wise to like know what the trends are and then know which ones kind um, obviously which ones work for you. Cause that's the most important, that's like the most important thing but then know like what kind of version of the trend can have longevity in your closet, like a specific sort of a kind of sweater vest that can go from this year to five years from now and paired like with different pieces. So more than like the cl- the large, like for example, bags are like the perfect example of like, I don't get rid of any of my bags because I, I just like bring them out in seven years or even less. I had this little Prada nylon bag one of like my first little purses when I, and I have like the little Burberry one from, you know, uh, when I was a teenager, like later teens as like birthday gifts. It wasn't like, Oh, I'm just going to go buy this today. It was just like a <laughs> yes. birthday gift. And that's what I would ask for. Like, I just want the, you know, the little, right. the little Burberry 
And now they're back in and yes. like, oh, where'd you get this? I'm like, you know, back in 2000s. Like, yes. And that's what's great about, you know, investing in, in luxury, you know, in luxury accessories, like handbags and I mean handbags and jewelry, but handbags really, because you can really bring them back out. Even with all the Fendi prints, I have a few Fendi print bags from, you know, say again, late 2000s. Well, the baguette, I, I just got I an email them, from yeah. them that the baguette is so big and they've been showing that and yeah, a capsule exactly. collection when we got used to go to New York. <laughs> I remember walking yeah. into the Fendi. Um, and let, so let's talk about travel. You are in Florida because your family is and you're from, you've spent a lot of time in Florida. And, but you used to vacation often and we're all just kind of taking life in a different way. So you're, yeah, absolutely. Tell us well, about that part of your journey. Right. So my family's from, well, I was born in Canada in Toronto and then, um, I came down to Florida for, for college, um, mainly because of the beach and <laughs> soon to get out of the snow. Um, and then moved to Houston, but my husband's family is also in Florida. So we would vacation here a lot because my, my family ended up moving down here to Florida as well. They followed me. <laughs> um, no, we had been vacationing to Florida when I was in high school. So it was just kind of a place that my parents always wanted to eventually um, make home. And they, they did while I was in college. And yeah, and then, so my husband and I would come back here often for the holidays and really try and stay like at least a month and, you know, be with family because family is really important to us. And we're the only two of our family that are in Houston. So it definitely can get a little like isolating or lonely. And then, you know, when COVID happened, we were, my husband and I in Houston, we're just kind of by ourselves. And for the first little while, you know, it's great. You're like, oh, I finally have the chance to watch all these shows or like do whatever I want and no one can bother me um and then and then you just get like you realize like but not realize but then like you really comes um it forces you to realize what's really important and that like you know we need to see our family more like we need to be somewhere where like um that we even socialize even if it's with our parents <laughs> but uh but that you just see people and see people that you care about every day like it's just so important and yeah, so now we see my parents and his family. So it's just like really nice. And then we can drive, especially even with the flying too, we weren't sure, like, would we be able to fly back? Like, are we going to have to drive every time? And he can, my husband can work from home. So like, why not just move everything out here for right now? So uh, are there places that you shop when you're there in Miami more so, or is most of your buying um, online? I, I mainly shop online. And you yeah. do a lot with Revolve. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah I'm Tell one us of their about some of your partnerships. Oh, gosh. Okay. Um, let's see. I partnered with, oh, my gosh. I've done, I really, I did a great partnership last summer with Guilt. And it was like a curated shop. And I had like my pics and then like a little banner across the Guilt website, wow. which was like so cool. I was like, that's awesome. Like. I'm on the Guilt website. I love, you know, they're like a really cool, um, a really cool website. Like I think they offer a really great shopping experience. And then Revolve is so fun. They're just such a great brand to be a part of. They really like led a lot of like the influencer, like um, I guess mis not mystery. I'm trying to think of like 
just the appeal of like an influencer mystique. being at like the mystique, like being at the like revolve parties and like mm-hmm. all this. Um, I remember that was something that was definitely a goal of mine. Um, and yeah, they've just, they've done a great job with that and their clothes are so cute. Just like love, I mean, I love their clothes. So yeah, it's been really fun working with them. There was supposed to be a revolve cruise yeah that remember I was telling you about that I was so excited about and um and then COVID happened and that got canceled but or postponed so we'll see and gosh um and you're one of two influencers in Houston that collaborate with Revolve um I'm not really sure how many of but it's not a couple yes yeah it's a big honor yeah they've definitely opened up a used thank you yeah I mean They've definitely like opened up a lot more too because they, you know, they've definitely like added a lot more girls to their roster. So there's a lot more now, which I think is really good. So tell us, are you, is there a dress, a sweater, a jacket, a pair of shoes? Like, what are you, what are your tips Uh, for your, for us? being fall shoppers, I'm going to try to add a few new things. And if I only add five things, what would they be? Because I'm things. at that okay. place that I don't need things, but I just want to yeah. refresh. What would you recommend? Yes, exactly. So for, I've been looking at Chelsea boots. I'm a little late because I feel like the ones that I want are sold out now. But and also what are being Chelsea in Florida. boots? So the Chelsea boots. The Chelsea, like, um, they're combat? Like the, they're kind of combat, but they're not lace up. They're more of like the slide and pull on. Oh. And they're kind of just above the ankle. Like, need to, I think... We can Probably post some on our stories one. this week. We'll look yeah. at some. Yeah, definitely. And I did a little like um I did a little boot okay. those boot shopping picks or like collages oh, last week. So there's that. Then there's the the sweater vests that like the oversized sweater vest you could wear like over a shirt dress like this. Okay. And um the leather trousers, you know, leather is pretty popular already for fall, but like just there's they're showing a lot of leather or they were showing for this season a lot of leather um, is it vegan or is it leather or whatever you, know, you I mean, prefer it depends on whatever you prefer so yeah it depends on what you prefer and obviously I prefer the price of to, vegan yeah I remember just gonna say I prefer especially if it's like very trendy yes yeah and but if it's like a if it's a jacket or a coat, if it's like a substantial piece, then I prefer, you know, the real thing. Yes, because the smell, the texture, I feel like it. Yeah. It yeah. Is... If I'm getting a leather jacket that's like mm-hmm. from, you know, a great brand, like I want it to last forever. Yes. So it kind of has. But, you know, people are doing great things with the vegan leather side as well. So yes. we will, <laughs> time will tell. And let's see what else. So that's like three. Oh, the crop. Okay. I'm loving the blazer and skirt set. And that was like really popular towards the beginning of the year, I want to say, or maybe late last year, but it's kind of like still, it's still going to be because we haven't really had the chance to wear them. So it's definitely like the coordinate blazer skirt set is definitely something I love. And I think it's something that's like in fashion at the moment, like this season. Um, I love seeing like the plaid skirts or the pleated skirts for fall and like the beautiful like like um kind of like tartans like in beautiful colors I was just looking at I think it was Dior's fall uh 2020 fall runway they had like these tartan like coats with fringe at the bottom but the colors were not like your what you 
typical fall colors. It was like really vibrant, um, really lovely colors. And that's what I like too, that it's not like, we're not tied to like the browns, even though I love brown, but I love the neutrals, but it's like, you're not tied to neutrals anymore. Like you can wear some bright neon colors for fall as well. Yes. And being Texas, Florida <laughs> girls, we can wear yeah. color. Although I perceive you to wear a lot of neutrals with a I pop do. of color. Yeah. And that seems to be the way that you, and I well, tend to wear color, but today I'm more neutral and I'm trying to lean towards. So I think that that maybe is the thing is like, if you're just adding a few pieces and you're all one thing in your wardrobe is that you consider what you move to. And then I was trying, I just bought mousy jeans, mousy. They're from Japan oh, and they oh, fit okay. in a way that no jeans ever, they are, a truly incredible. We are not going to say how much they were because Rob will, is listening probably to the <laughs> podcast. But um, and today I have high waisted, um, the mother high waisted, and I feel like you have to oh, be yeah. careful with that too, especially if you're short. Like for you being tall and lean, you could probably wear high waisted. But some of mm -hmm. them, when they're wide at the bottom and tight, then it's it doesn't look right on all figures. Yeah. Yeah, so no, jeans that... are definitely, that's, I thought jeans, the high-waisted, I thought would like, usually like elongates and elevates, like elongates uh -huh. the line, but then yeah, if it's too wide on the bottom, it's not like, yeah, that's like the 90s, that's like a 90s style jean right now, that's like pretty trendy, which is like that high-waisted, but yes. then they're like, you've got some volume at the bottom, maybe like oh, a rip. Oh God, that was not a look and, for and me. You need and... to... <laughs> You need to wear like heels or something. Like I need to wear yes. heels with something look, with a look like that. So yeah, there's definitely all those like oversized trousers. Like I loved those when they came out and then I put them on and I'm like, I have to wear heels. If I wear this, like I can't look cool wearing like the sneaker. I don't think, I don't know. It just was like, it's like a lot of volume. So, but it's like you were saying, or, or you were saying, um, you know, your shop, like what you were saying about the neutrals as well. Like I wear a lot of neutrals mainly because that's just kind of what looks better on me. Like the simple accessorizing, like if I've tried to do mm -hmm. like bright colors or certain things, and then it's just, I don't feel like it works mm -hmm. on me as well. So you just stick with what still works for you. Okay. So that design. leads us to authenticity. Tell right. us about how you came to, like, how would someone figure out their authentic style? How would they, mm -hmm. like, I, um, and I could kind of lead you into that. I feel like sure. you're a product of your journey, that you are a dancer at heart. And so much of what I see you in, I see um, the influence of dance. Um, and I, I see that... Um, the style that you wear because of where you travel or where you live. Can you help people to, because I feel like so many people are trying, there's so many young people and our audience is a little older. How could you help them define that for themselves? For themselves. Okay. Yeah, definitely. You're right. When like, I'm more of a product of, what I've, uh, I guess my, we're all a product of our lives, but like mm -hmm. what I've definitely gone through. And I, I learned so much from Derek Warburton, who's also a celebrity stylist and working with him, seeing how we would put looks together was just kind of, I was just like, Oh, like that's how it's done, <laughs> you know? Um, 
so I learned a lot and like I learned a lot of um, ways to put uh, things that pair well together, but then also um, are just maybe a little bit more statementy or like the one statement item in the outfit and those kinds of um, rules. So, but I was heavily, I'm like, I am heavily influenced by the ballet, um, my ballet side and my love for costumes and for characters, for, um, yeah, for characters, because the costume reflects the character and the personality. So very oftentimes when I would get dressed before, you know, I was like a, a blogger or whatever. And I think a lot of girls are like this too, even if they're not in dance, you're just kind of like, okay, who am I today? Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, I'm putting a costume on, like, I'm going to be like, I feel like being edgy today. So I'm mm-hmm. going to get like the oversized leather jacket and like the big boots and the whole, mm-hmm. like the whole thing is edgy instead of, you know, having your style that is uh, like maybe more of like your, you know, one specific direction, one specific style that's more you and then adding the edgy element because you felt edgy that day. So I definitely did that in college where it was just like, basically it's like a character every day. And and so that's what I would say. It's, um, I find a lot of inspiration on Instagram. I find a lot of inspiration on Pinterest. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, learning and maybe even YouTube videos, people putting outfits together. Um, just what I'm doing every day or on my Instagram is sharing an outfit or sharing pieces and how to put them together. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be pieces that are in your closet already. It doesn't necessarily have to be something new. It's just something that you now, um, it's what's new is how you now see it styled by somebody. So maybe you just want the boots or you just remembered you have boots from, you know, how last season that would work with what's in your closet and just pairing them a different way. So I don't always think you have to buy new all the time, but it is fun. <laughs> it is. I know. I did a little shopping yesterday afternoon, and they mm-hmm. I texted to make the appointment, and they said, what are you looking for? And I said, I'm just trying to buy a little happiness. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But um, And I feel like uh, for so long I could only – which is kind of where the vintage Contessa came from. For so long, I um, I worked with my family business for 22 years, and my father always believed in investing into property instead of investing into clothing. And um, I was not in a position that I could afford to buy designer pieces, and so I just bought designer accessories. And I mm-hmm. would wear, and I still do, wear a dress from Target, but I put an Hermes belt with it and a great bag and my watch and I am styled. And I think that, um, that that's, uh, that people don't need to feel overwhelmed by feeling like they have to buy a whole new wardrobe that just pieces can upgrade a new belt. We just got some great Gucci belts in. I feel like that can change an entire look. And I love what Gucci's doing with that retro. Uh, but, uh, Oh, and you know, the belted blazer is like, so that's another thing, the belted blazer. So just have like a nice tweed blazer and put like a great belt. Like you have, that's like a good fall trend. Ooh, I love that. (laughs) And and one of my favorite quotes from Coco Chanel, she said, my life didn't please me, so I created my life. And I feel like some days I just get up and if I'm in a foul mood, I'm like, I'm going to dress today because that's going to make me feel better. And sometimes it is just so even if we're at home, even if we're I think that we can dress for ourselves and not even dress for someone else and just make ourselves feel good. 
Yeah, absolutely. You feel so different when you like do your hair. You don't even have to get all the way full. Like if you are still, let's say stuck at home, but just to do your hair, put a little bit of makeup on and then you go, oh, that's, that's nice. Like I feel better. You elevate, elevate your mood a little bit. It definitely, it's for yourself, for yourself. Then really, you realize how uh, quarantine made me realize like how much more you have to get ready for yourself and for your own like mental health sometimes than to go out and to show somebody or, or like just, you know, for real, getting dressed for other people. Exactly. No, I don't think so. Um, oh, you touched on something that I wanted to talk about, but I forgot. Well, I um, have loved talking with you. We could always talk for hours, yeah. and I'm so excited. I know. Next, I feel like we can. Next week, we're going to launch a giveaway um, yes. of a pair of Chanel earrings, and yeah. you'll be styling a pair we have sent to you as of last night. Yay, love it. But also, I'd love for to collaborate and um, have you send us some of we'll post some of your posts for fall trends on our stories so people can okay. see different ways because I feel like that just puts a little skip in our step to be able to see something new and add a couple pieces but get a new feel and it is fall it's even 70 yeah. degrees in Houston this morning which is crazy for September how, how, how hot is it 70 it was 70 this morning when I woke up Ooh, I feel like that's nice and breezy it is I know <laughs> it's so nice and I am I'm going to be celebrating uh, three girlfriends birthdays going to Miami it's my first oh, yeah, yeah, trip yeah. Um, I'm going not this weekend, but the next weekend. So I'm excited. Oh, so you guys are going to Miami. That's nice. Yes. So we'll see um, how we manage all that. But thank you oh, be great. so much. Yes. Thank you for having me. It's so, so nice talking to you. You too. And we're going to be signing off on Facebook, but you stay there, Kiara, because we'll chat okay. a little bit more. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.